Rufus, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. We are dedicating this podcast to Albert Chang, who passed away on February 19th, 2024, last Monday. Live from the Stamp Show Here Today infotainment complex, this is the award-winning Stamp Show Here Today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless Tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. We are an APS-affiliated club. Listen to the end credits for information on joining. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Jim. This is Marcel. This is Don. And uh, let's see, uh, we're, whose desk got crossed by something first? Who, Mark, uh, Mark's what? first in line. Uh, why doesn't Mark go first then? Well, I, uh, I was at the Arizona show, and I picked up a PR-93 from Dave Blackhurst. And PR-93 is a special printing of the uh, of the newspaper issues. It's a, it's a black six cent stamp, and the um, uh, the the way you tell the difference between uh, it and the and the earlier um, uh, uh, issues is that uh, it well the catalog describes it as intense black as as to, as opposed to just the regular color black, but also the um, the gum should be sort of a flat white uh, whitish. Um, uh, you know, appearing uh, a lot like the um, uh, a lot like the first um, bureau issues, or the Tucson Columbian, which most people will have one. Right. Yeah, because it's um, yeah, it's 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 imperfect gum. You know, it, uh, it so I mean, this is when the bureau was first first uh, um, printing the stamps. So um, uh, so yeah, the. The copy I picked up, it's a little questionable. It's got an APS cert, but uh, we're going to run it through the PSC and, uh, and see what, uh, what the other experts think about it, um, and, uh, and we'll let you know what happens. Cool. Well, I'll go next because I'm committing uh, atrocities to uh, philately. Uh, a person... Uh, actually, it's a major auction house. A fellow put his stamps into auction, and there were a huge amount of blocks of four. And just a really quick history on blocks of four. Now, I'm not talking about the imperforated issues or the classic issues, let's say before uh, Civil War or during Civil War period. Those we would typically never break if they were multiples. But once you hit like about the 1900, 1901 issue, uh, people stopped today caring whether a uh, stamp was a block of four or not, unless it was a plate block or margin block or something like that. But if it was just a block of four, people don't, don't care. That wasn't always the case. It wasn't even close to always the case. Uh, in especially around the 1920s and 1930s, they didn't have the mounts that we have today. So if you wanted to keep a mint never hinge stamp, you got a block of four and you hinged the top two of them into your album. And then the bottom two were perfect mint never hinged. And that's how you had uh, mint never hinge. You had them in a block of four and they actually printed blocks of four albums. 
So today we are getting these blocks of fours and they're saying, you know, these are really fantastic. And we go, yeah, you know, the bottom left stamp is really worth grading. It's a really spectacular stamp. So you sit there and go, well, what's the premium for a block of four? And it's really not that much. Yeah, the, yeah it's kind of a legacy in the catalog that they that they value a lot of the stamps as blocks of four. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of gotten out of... Uh, out of favor and today a high grade stamp people it's like coins people want to get a very very high grade of every stamp that they collect and they don't collect blocks of four and actually it's incredibly difficult to get a high grade like plate block or multiple in any case because you're basing the grade on all the stamps so you can have a grade 100 a perfect stamp in a plate block of four. And then to the left of it, because that stamp is so big, it scarfed up the margins of the one next to it. And the one next to it is a 75. So you have a grade 100 that may be worth several hundred dollars and a grade 75 that may, might be worth, you know, a buck. So you sit there and go, well, what's the grade of the whole plate block? And you go, well, there's a 75 and a 100 and below it is two 90s. So you get a grade 95. Yeah. And you sit there and go, well, grade 95 is, you know, impressive, but a grade 100 is worth five times more. So uh, we're working with the person and saying, you know, these blocks, you want to submit this one, you want to submit that one. So it's kind of uh, hurting the legacy. But again, we're doing it with stamps that, at this time period, the market really for blocks of four doesn't exist. And actually, the the market for blocks of four, um, prior to grading, um, dealers really didn't like it. I remember talking to a, um, a stamp dealer named Lawson Nagel, Colonel Lawson Nagel, in Arizona, and uh, and he says selling a block of four is like you only get paid for three stamps. Yeah, or worse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, what crossed our desk? What crossed my desk is working with this auction company because, of course, they want to m- maximize the amount of money that they sell everything for because they get paid on commission. And I remember uh, this was a while ago, and this one was a shame, and it was with a major stamp collector. And I'm not going to mention any names. I'm not going to mention who the st- uh, auction house is or who the collector is. If I did me- mention the name. of you would go, oh, him. And if I mentioned the uh, auction house, like 100% of you would go, oh, them. So, you know, this is at the high levels. And there was a U.S. number 13. That's the bottom row 10-cent Washington stamp. It's an imperf. And it was a pair. And multiples on imperfs have always been highly sought after and uh, have a premium. Well, it was a pair. The one on the left was spectacular. And the one on the right actually was damaged. It had like faults at the top. And the auction auctioneer said, you know, cut off the right stamp. Just sell the left stamp. And he was going, no, no, these are rare. These are rare. You know, I and the auctioneer is going, you know, you're going to sell this and you're going to get one half or one third of what it's worth. And the person who buys it 
is not going to be like you. He doesn't have your name. He doesn't. And they're going to cut off that left, right stamp, put it back into my auction and double their money. And the person finally said, yeah, okay, go ahead and do it. Cut it off. They got a grade of 98, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, spectacular grade. Got a bunch of money for it. Far, far more than they would have gotten for the pair. And uh, the, the fellow still is like, you know, should I have cut it apart? Uh, but the market is the market. So Marcel... Hello. Hello. After how many years has it been? Seven. Seven years. Last time you were on the show was seven years ago. Episode 113, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been a while. Yeah. I think yes. the annual membership was only $5 back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's like 25 because of inflation. <laughs> <laughs> so what crossed your desk? I brought a nice item. I bought, uh, can I say, the, the auction company? Of course you oh, can. Okay. I bought a... Uh, or I won actually a uh, cover with a uh, H Grill Seven Cents S- Stanford Stan- Stan- Stanton Stanton, Stanton. Um, uh, Scott number one hundred and thirty-eight. It's from the uh, boat called Algeria, and it has a, a nice uh, New York cancel foreign cancel on it. So we did a res- bit of research earlier, and they had photos of everything besides canceling this cover. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's gone to Solingen in Prussia. That's a country that actually doesn't exist anymore. So it's uh, yeah, and I got uh, nice reviews of uh, people on the table. So that made me uh, pretty proud. And I paid like I think hundred and fifty dollars or something. No, that's uh, a good price. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. So so it in the upper left hand corner, it says per Algeria. And, uh, you know, most people don't realize it, but up in the upper left-hand corner, typically they put the route marking that they're requesting. So per Algeria didn't mean they wanted to go to the north coast of Mm. Africa before Mm. it went to Prussia. Um, Algeria, you put it in, and it was a ship of the Canard Line in the 1870s and 1880s. Really impressive-looking ship. They have a picture of it. And... uh, it had like two big masts with the sails on it, and then it was a steamer in addition to that, and very, very high tech looking for it. It was the, a hybrid? Yeah, it was a hybrid. It was a hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> very, very steampunky. It's the Prius of the era. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe PR means Prius Algeria. Uh, there yeah, there you go. So, Don, what crossed your desk? Well, um, actually, I made my, um, I submitted um, a stamp recently to be expertized. This company? Yes. Oh, good choice. I thought so, too. Yes, because I I got a very interesting Valentine's Day gift. Is it 209? 209. Yeah, it's Great Britain 209. Why don't you tell people what it is? Because uh, Did it have there's a, a lot of people who yes, <laughs> it does. Did it have a dragon? Yes, it's a. Um, was it? A, it's a. The UPU issue of uh, one one pound uh, Saint George slaying the dragon. Yep. Black stamp, mm-hmm. big big black stamp. A really nice gift for Valentine's Day. Oh, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And of course, when I received it, I I said, um, I think I should submit this. <laughs> uh, that's a wise choice because mm-hmm. we know who sent it. 
Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, I like. Uh, I have the stamp also. Uh, there is. This is one of the weird ones because it's really a super prestige item. Uh, you know the prestige stamps. I've always talked about those before. And if it's mint, never hinged. You need a cert to make sure it's never hinged and somebody didn't monkey with the gum. But that's normal. That's with a lot of stamps. Uh, but what occurred, and this was prior to most people, you know, this was back in like the 1930s, 1940s, is if the gum got messed up, and again, we're talking in a period where people were hinging stamps in with pieces of paper. So um, the gum got messed up quite a bit. If the gum got messed up, a used one was worth more than a mint hinged one. A never hinged one is the most valuable. Then is a used one, and then is a mint hinged one. And so what you needed to do was to make sure that somebody didn't put a fake cancel on it and then remove the gum. The problem is, is it was a one pound stamp. So it was used with like registry cancels and stuff like that, which are not normal cancels. They're not normal round CDSs. So they're kind of easier to fake. And a lot of times you'll see a circle with nothing inside of it. This one I liked and I bought because it had a real readable cancellation Mm -hmm. on it. And that's not common and again, it's a way to expertise that the stamp is in all uh, aspects genuine. So yeah. anyway, that's well, it's a it's a good lesson for you girls that uh, if you get a gift from your boyfriend, uh, whether it be stamps or diamonds, <laughs> submit them and make sure it's real. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, uh, sage advice. Huh? So Jim, what crossed your desk? I had a Canadian one dollar. Number 273 across my desk. This is the, um, actually, the 1946 issue of the train ferry from Prince Edward Island. Uh, It's a ship. And um, the interesting thing about this was it's on cover. It's a solo use on a registered cover to Northern Ireland. And it's back stamped via New York in 1946 through the registry division. So it went from Ottawa to New York, caught some transport, which is not marked on the cover. I'm assuming that the $1 single use paid the proper registry fee, at least close to it. I I don't know Canadian um, rates, but I could say that during this period I do know that there are $1 US stamps and or 50 cent stamps and I don't know what the exchange rate was but you know that paid the single rates for registry to foreign destinations to European destinations anyway this is just a really beautiful cover and to find a $1 stamp single use on any cover and it appears to be a non-philatelic use is very unusual. Yeah, I, that is a pretty cover. It's a very pretty cover. The The stamp itself is striking. It's um, called Red Violet, and it's a very pretty shade of Red Violet. 
and uh, shows this uh, ferry that ran from Prince Edward Island uh, during the 1940s. Now, you, why don't you discuss uh, some of the Prexies and the uh, uh, Liberty Series single-use stuff? Why is it? Why is this interesting? Well, when you when you start talking about Prexies, um, one of the collecting aspects of collecting Prexies is to get a single-use stamp, paying the proper rate. Um, so, uh, any any one dollar um, Prexy stamp that is used solo use on a cover. Is is a very collectible item. It's something that is has a lot of people chasing that, as opposed to uh, one dollar prexies that were used in combination with other values. Hmm. Simply because there are people that want that era collecting a rate, and you'll notice most of the catalog listings in Scott um, for prexies are single use plant paying a specific rate. Um, well, you, you get to the $2 Prexy, um, obviously it's the same thing. A, a single use is a very desirable thing. But almost any $2 in any combination to a foreign destination paying the proper rate uh, is a very collectible item. We're talking in the in the two hundred range, three hundred dollars for nice uses of those, and then when you get to the five dollar, um, I'm not sure. There may be one or two single uses of five dollars, but any five dollar used on a small cover is one of the rarest of the pre- prexy covers you could pursue. So any of the high value stamps. When you find them used single on a cover, is just uh, it's eye appealing. It has history, and if it pays the proper rate, it's a bonus. Because it does it matter if it overpays or exactly p- pays the rate? They wanted the- to exactly pay on yeah. the on the prexies. That was the idea, but um, I think realistically, it's. Uh, tough to know if it pays the proper rate sometimes because it's depends on the zones that it goes through and so forth and the weight you don't know what you don't know what was in it yeah. and and you don't know how much it was registered for yeah. so then you'll find the descriptions will be this would pay the proper rate if this was it yeah that type of thing so one of the things with the prexies is that they numbered the value of the stamp based on which president it was. So Washington is one, one cent. Uh, Adams is the second stamp, two cents. Lincoln is the 16 cent. Well, you got to like the 23rd cent. So Benjamin Franklin was like half a term? Yeah, Benjamin okay. Franklin was half a person and uh, <laughs> Martha, Martha, Washington. Washington. Martha Washington. And then, of course, they gave the White House uh, four and a, a half. Yeah, a so, so they threw in a bone. Um, but the uh, so the 23 cent stamp was made because he's the 23rd president, not because there is some postal rate. So some of these weird ones, like I remember the 23, the 23 actually did exist. 
and there are they were done in like philatelic terms, but it was an airmail rate from Africa. So when all of a sudden the 23 cent rate was usable, you had some philatelic guys make sure that a 23 cent stamp was used on it. But not every single rate, every single stamp had a rate that worked. And so uh, does the 23 cent stamp have a price on cover? Well, that's what I was just going to say is that there is no 23 cent stamp because oh it's 21 it's the 22 to 24 right 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 there's because no because was it cleveland no that had grover yeah, uh, grover, grover cleveland, cleveland uh, had two had terms. two terms and they were interrupted by uh, by another term yeah. so you didn't have a stamp for it but what you're talking about is probably the the 21 cent rate i think i, I confuse it with the 20 um, yeah. i'm blushing the 22 the 22 is the rare one. Oh, 22 is the rare one? Okay, yeah. yeah. The 22 paid, um, there's a, there was a 21 cent registry rate, and so some places and there was also 22. A, there was also a, a three ounce airmail rate. Right. And yeah. they paid it, they paid it, you know, one cent over. Yeah. And, but it also did pay a um, drop letter. Registry rate, <laughs> and so it was. It's very scarce. You yeah. know, it's like the seventeen, the same way. Eighteen was the normal registry rate without a return receipt, and uh, you see the seventeen cent used, but that paid the drop rate plus the uh, fifteen or whatever cents for registry, so or special delivery. So whatever combination it was. Sometimes, to answer your question, sometimes they, they did overpay it, mm-hmm. um, and you'll see auction descriptions of that sometimes, um, mostly with classical era, because the, those rates were a lot more um, volatile. They, they would change, and some post offices just wouldn't know what the change was. So there would be overpayments, or just convenience. They call it convenience usage, where you have... Uh, eight cent rate, and you have two five cent stamps, so you just overpay it because it's easier. There was a eBay uh, auction like eight years ago with one cover. I think it was a twenty one or twenty two, and the two guys were bidding against each other. It went up to twenty five thousand, I think. <laughs> wow, wow. It was really high. Is that is that in Dutch currency or <laughs> pesos? Or <something>. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was really really expensive. The 20, yeah. yeah, the the 22, if it pays a proper rate, brings a lot of money. I don't know what it, the levels are now, but back in the day, there were a couple of three guys chasing for um, th- these obscure rates because they were exhibiting. And um, so, yeah, you c- it could happen. Um, well, right now, I just got an email from, or excuse me, a text from Mike P. Shout out to Mike. Um, he said that there is a cover coming up. And it's a Great Britain number one on cover. It's expected to sell for two and a half million dollars because it's canceled on May second, which is four days or three days. One day. One day. It was May third that they were issued. No, they weren't issued on May third, were they? I thought so. Oh, maybe, maybe it was. it's the fifth. 
I thought it was six. Anyway, it, it's not the it's second. A, it's, it's a pre Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a pre-use, and it's uh, being marketed as the first stamp ever used because it was used on May 2nd instead of – so it was, you know, a couple of days before when it was a spe- uh, officially supposed to be supposed used. Supposed to be used. Yeah, I saw that. But it's going to go I supposedly for two and a half million bucks. Okay, and if you wait two days, you could get one for – yeah, <laughs> first day. And if you wait four days, you could get one well, for probably yeah. two fifty. Well, if you got one on the first day, uh, I know that uh, I have a mole ready with a first day first day cancel, and that cost me I think thirty three thousand or thirty three hundred dollars. But if it had a instead of being a mole ready cover, if it had a Great Britain number one, it would have been ten times that. Yeah. So that, that I hope that answered your question. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Learn a lot here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back in seven years for another question. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't wait seven years. Well, on that note, keep collecting. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silkcom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.